88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Hong Kong reports 84 new coronavirus cases, 27 of which have no links to previous patients. A new COVID-19 testing centre opens in Lai King, the first of five additional testing facilities. And the chief executive defends sweeping changes to the liberal studies subject for secondary school students. Health officials have reported another 84 coronavirus cases, slightly lower than the 92 yesterday. But 27 or nearly a third of today's cases have no known source of infection. Another 47 are related to the dance hall cluster, bringing the tally to 415. One of the new patients is a teacher at Kenosa College, which now has to close, which now has to close for 14 days. Dr. Chuan Shukwan from the Center for Health Protection says one of her close contacts teaches at Tak Ching Girls Secondary School, but his first test came back negative. He has a test which is negative taken yesterday, but yesterday was also his last day of work. So we think as a precaution, the school has to be closed for one or two more days. We have to wait until a few more days for his test to be negative. If he has a, a test on 29th, in case it's positive, we still have to ask the school to suspend classes. A new COVID-19 community testing centre has opened in Lai King. It's the first of five additional testing facilities opening over the next few days. The test for people without symptoms consists of nasal and throat swabs and costs no more than $240. This man was among those getting a test at Lai King. My colleague was recently in contact with people who got the virus. We may be in close contact with each other at work, so the company advised some staff to get tested before they return to work. New centres will open in Fanling, Chunmun, Hanghao and Yaotong tomorrow and on Monday. They will complement existing centres in Quarry Bay, Yaomate, Shatin and Yunlong. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has defended sweeping changes to the liberal studies secondary school subject, saying she thinks it's been problematic from the beginning. Many in the pro-establishment camp have blamed the subject for fueling anti-government sentiment among students. Robert Kemp has more. On Thursday, the Education Bureau announced that liberal studies, compulsory for higher forms since 2009, will get a new curriculum and grading system. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Mrs Lamb said over the past 10 years, the subject, brought in to encourage critical thinking, had been controversial. She said there was no regulatory curriculum framework or screen textbooks, with everything depending on individual teaching methods. Mrs Lamb also denied the move was political and that it was overriding the professional opinion of teachers saying it was in line with a task force on review of school curriculum report. The building's department's rejected suggestions it was constraining the media in denying a reporter access to the records of a building involved in a recent deadly blaze. It says if it only... If only it had known the reporter's request was related to the fire at an old tenement block in Jordan on November 15th, it would have granted access on public interest grounds. Wang Yingting reports. The fire that broke out on November 15 killed eight people and left more than a dozen injured. iCable News says it visited the building's department a day after the blaze to look into what could have contributed to the tragedy. It wrote on a request form that the information they were seeking would be used for news purposes. However, they were told this was not a normal purpose, and the request would need to be passed on to management staff. 
Their request was rejected a week later. The Hong Kong Journalists Association chairman was quoted in the iCable News report as describing the rejection as interference in reporting and accused the government of trying to narrow access to information of public interest. The Labour Party's Fernando Zhang says pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong is out of solitary confinement. He's been there since Monday. At the time, Mr. Wong was told he had to have a checkup after x-rays revealed something in his stomach. Mr. Wong had pleaded guilty to charges relating to last year's anti-government protests. Earlier today, Mr. Zhang visited Mr. Wong at the Lai Chi Kok Reception Centre. He quoted Mr. Wong as saying he felt more relaxed and less powerless behind bars. People understand that there's not that much that he can do. But this is a really hard time for all Hong Kongers as we are entering into this dark age. There is so much repressive measures almost on a daily basis. Even the basic sense of security is being threatened for many Hong Kongers. But for him, now that he's locked up, he's in a relatively safer situation. RTHK, the time has just gone five minutes past 11. Elsted lawmaker Alvin Young has stepped down as leader of the Civic Party because party rules state only a lawmaker can take up the role. Party chair Alan Lang says the leader's role is now vacant. Mr. Yang was among four pandems who were disqualified by Beijing earlier this month, prompting the camp to resign from LegCo en masse. Turning overseas, some Indian farmers who have been marching for days on the capital Delhi have now entered the city. The farmers are angry about new national laws which change how they can sell the produce. The BBC's Joe McGivering reports. The authorities have given the farmers permission to move to a large piece of land in northeast Delhi. Some have gone, but many more are so far refusing to. They apparently consider the site remote and fear being hemmed in there, so they're camping at the city's boundary, blocking highways. It's the latest in a series of farmers' protests since September, when the reforms were introduced. The government says the reforms are an opportunity for farmers to strike their own deals, but many farmers say they need government-controlled pricing to survive. Iran's leaders have promised to retaliate following the assassination of the country's top nuclear scientist, Mohsen Fakhrizadeh. The Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei and President Hassan Rouhani have blamed Israel. Here's the BBC's Alan Johnston. With this killing, Iran's enemies have dealt it a huge and humiliating blow, targeting a key figure on Iranian soil. The big question now is how will Iran respond? Its military has vowed revenge, but President Rouhani's tone was much more measured. He said vengeance would come, but suggested there'd be no immediate action. Mr Rouhani believes that hawks in Israel and the US are setting a trap, wanting Iran to blunder into a major confrontation. The Ethiopian military has begun shelling the besieged capital of Tigray province, where the dissident leadership has refused to surrender. Aid agencies and diplomats have been told by residents there there have been explosions in the north of the city. The BBC's David Bamford has the latest. Aid workers in Tigray have confirmed a declaration texted to a news agency by the TPLF leader that Mekele, a city of half a million people, was being shelled. The Ethiopian military has said it intended to seize the city within days, but would seek to avoid harming civilians. The Federal Army earlier said it had advanced to Agula, less than 20 kilometres from Mekele. 
The Ethiopian government under Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed has rejected ceasefire demands from the African Union, saying it is engaged in a police action. The TPLF has rejected Mr Abe's blueprint for a more centralised Ethiopian state. The far-right alternative for Germany party, the AFD, has begun a two-day conference with a court instructing the 600 delegates to wear masks. Many had previously refused to do so. The BBC's Damien McGuinness reports from Berlin. Inside the conference venue, AFD delegates are sitting at individual tables wearing masks, something the party was forced to implement after a court ruling. Outside, anti-AFD protesters are waving colourful flags and anti-racism banners. The AFD's party conference has been dubbed a potential corona hotspot by critics. They say gathering 600 people together in a hall for two days is irresponsible. This is the only German party to stage a physical conference during the pandemic, so the event is certainly grabbing attention. That might just be the AFD's plan. To sports, uh, where in tonight's early kickoff in the English Premier League, champion Liverpool have only managed a one-all draw at struggling Brighton. Liverpool had taken the lead on the hour mark through Diego Jota, but were pegged back in extra time by a controversial penalty scored by Pascal Gross after Andy Robertson was adjudged to have fouled Danny Welbeck. The result means Liverpool go one point clear of Spurs at the top of the table. Jose Mourinho's side face Chelsea at Stamford Bridge tomorrow night, shortly after midnight Hong Kong time. And to end the news, the top stories again. Hong Kong reports 84 new coronavirus cases, 27 of which have no links to previous patients. A new COVID-19 testing centre opens in Lai King, the first of five additional testing facilities. And the chief executive defends sweeping changes to the liberal study subject for secondary school students. The news from RTHK. What have I done to you? Cut so deep, yet growing through and through.
Cinema Club starting off this hour's cool tracks, saying that the sun ain't gonna shine anymore. Well, at least uh, not for the rest of tonight, I guess. Hey, 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 hey. 